In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a musical called Once on This Island, and most of it is led by storytellers who tell the tale of a young woman's quest to prove to the four gods of her island that love is stronger than death. I won't recount the tragic and yet redemptive story of young love, but I do want to share with you some of the final lines of the musical. After the story has been told, all of the cast, the storytellers, come out together on stage and sing. And they say, so I hope that you will tell this tale tomorrow. It will help your heart remember and relive. It will help you feel the anger and the sorrow and forgive. For out of what we live and we believe, our lives become the stories that we weave. For out of what we live and we believe, our lives become the stories that we weave. I share this with you tonight because this is a night when we hear the stories of who we are and where we've come from. And these words point to the power of a tale, to the power of a story, to open us up to new truths and to ultimately transform who we are in this world. Our lives become the stories that we weave. And I think it's also interesting to share these words on a night when we hear this grand and hopeful tale of resurrection in the wake of tragedy and crucifixion, while we also hear how the meaningfulness and truth of that tale was once called into question. We have these brave women, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, who go to the tomb bringing spices with them only to find the tomb empty. Their perplexity turns to terror as two men in dazzling clothes stand before them, ask them why they are looking for the living among the dead, and then they proclaim the truth of Easter. He is not here, but has risen. The women return to the apostles and recount this tale of hope and resurrection to them, only for them to dismiss it as a, quote, idle tale, save for Peter, who goes to see for himself. While it's easy to get frustrated with their dismissal of the truth and goodness of Easter, I can also, to some extent, identify with their struggle to truly believe it, to believe it in such a way that it could change their outlook and our outlook, that it could change their lives, especially in our world today. For those apostles 2,000 years ago who were likely feeling worried that they might suffer a similar fate as Jesus, perhaps feeling guilty for deserting or betraying him, or grief over losing their dear friend. 
for a group who was likely disheartened and disillusioned by the fact that the person in whom they had placed all of their hope died on a Roman cross. I can see how this less than plausible tale that Jesus somehow was actually alive again might have indeed felt like a foolish, frivolous, and pointless tale that only served to add salt to an already raw and bleeding wound. How could this idle tale possibly serve to soothe their weary souls and renew their lives and their faith? And I think, though our situation is different, I too have found myself asking a similar question as we wade through a world that often feels more like Good Friday and less like Easter Sunday. For us who are inundated with news of war and heartache in Ukraine, who have endured wave after wave of a pandemic and are trying to figure out what our new lives will look like, for us who live in political turmoil, and for us whose day-to-day lives are full of remembering to run all the errands, put out the trash, get eight hours of sleep, and balance work, self-care, and personal life. For all of us, the truth and meaning of a resurrection that happened 2,000 years ago can run the risk of feeling like an idle tell. It can be hard to remember what exactly this resurrection tale has to do with war in Ukraine, pandemic life, political turmoil, and mundane errands. But beloved children of God, I'm here to tell you and to tell myself that this tale of Jesus' resurrection first proclaimed from the mouths of these three women has everything to do with every aspect of our lives. For out of what we live and we believe, our lives become the story that we weave. So while we are standing in the empty tomb of our lives, an empty tomb full of worldly things, feelings, desires, and demands that promise new and improved lives, but in reality only serve to drain the lives out of us. An empty tomb full of things that aren't as alive nor as real as the resurrected Jesus was and is. As we are standing in that empty tomb, Let us remember that we are a people of this grand story of resurrection, which is more meaningful and more consequential than any other story we may ever tell ourselves. Let us allow this story of resurrection and triumph and love and redemption seep and weave its way into our souls. So it becomes the story out of which we live, the story that informs our very lives, the story that gives us joy in the face of grief, love in the face of hatred, and hope in the face of despair. Tonight, we baptized Holly 
Orson and Calvin into the body of Christ. And as they died and were buried with Christ and rose again with him in their baptisms, something else happened as well. As that sacred water, which harkens back to the creation, to the exodus and Jesus' own baptism, as that water ran over their foreheads and their heads, they became people of this grand and sacred story, just as surely as you and I are. As each of us were washed with the waters of baptism, the stories of all those faithful people of God who have come before us, the story of Jesus' triumphal victory over the forces of sin and death and his resurrection, those stories were etched into our very beings, and they became our stories as well. In our baptisms, we became an Easter people, an Easter people who look for the resurrection of the dead in all places and in all times. We became an Easter people who, even while we may be overwhelmed by the conflict and chaos of our world, still believe and live as if Jesus is risen. We became an Easter people who live from the truth that no situation, no life, and no tragedy is beyond the power and love and redemption of God. So on this holy night, I invite you to let these stories of who God is and who we are as children of God weave themselves into your soul so that they become the very fabric out of which you live. Let the truth and meaning and joy of Jesus' resurrection weave itself through every part of your heart and your mind and your soul so that as you face each and every day, you can live in the knowledge and out of the truth that all things are being made new in Christ. All things are being redeemed and made whole. And all things are being reconciled to a God who loves us so much that he would suffer death and the cross. Let this story which proclaims that truth, that light, will always shine in the darkness. That love is always stronger than death. And that new life will always spring forth from that which is dead. Let these truths weave themselves into your body and into your soul. Because remember, our lives become the stories that we weave. Alleluia. The Lord is risen. <laughs>